want to ask you to raise your hand if you come here today and you have faith. Pretty much every hand going up. I mean, and, and notice I didn't ask faith in what? You know what I mean? Because I do believe this. Every one of you, no matter what your background, no matter where you come from, you do have faith. Every person in the world has faith. The question is, what is their faith in? We live in an interesting time. Perhaps you've noticed it again and again as uh, events play out on the world stage as well as locally and nationally. Um, faith is a big deal. And, and what I've noticed is faith is actually very popular. Um, and immediately our minds go to persecution, things like that. That's actually not what I'm talking about. Faith, in and of itself, to be a person of faith is very popular these days. People talk about secular skeptics and things like that who are against people having faith. Well, actually, not so fast, because we do happen to live in a world, and in a culture in particular at this time, where faith is celebrated, and, and you see programs about it on TV, you see news stories about it, people of faith, having faith, and, and, and the idea is, is that faith is a really good thing. We're finding that again and again in, in medical research and healing and all this sort of stuff, that it's encouraging that people should be people of faith. But what's that mean? A lot of times what I'm hearing is, what that means is, is as long as that faith would suggest that everything is fine and, and that there's no such thing as right and wrong and that really faith is a, a tool by which we can feel better about ourselves and, and lift others up and accept everybody just the way they are and as long as nothing's wrong with the world, faith is awesome. I mean, I'm all for that kind of faith. You too. I mean, wow, you mean that I can have a faith and it doesn't change anything about me. I can just be happy. I have faith. Is that faith? What is your faith in today? Maybe it's a, a, that belief that says all religions in the world are the same. Very popular today. It sounds good. It's politically correct. But is that true? Are all religions the same? That idea that, hey, maybe some of you are going away for Easter this afternoon and, and you're heading out on, on the road. Does it matter which road you get on to get to your destination? And, hey, I'm going to Chicago. Okay, I'm, I'm going to head, head uh, north. Are you going to get to Chicago? You won't. You're going to get lost. You know, we don't take that line of reasoning in any other area of life and the thought that we take that direction with faith. It doesn't really matter what you have faith in as long as you have faith. Well, wait a minute. There's a lot of differences in the faiths out there. Uh, maybe your faith isn't in world religion. Maybe your faith is, is uh, closer to home. You have faith in your bank account. Uh, you have faith in your job, your success, your ability to take things into your own hands. You have faith to get the job done. You're kind of like Joe Cocker used to sing. Have a little faith in me, right? This, you know, that, it's that, that faith, maybe in ourself, maybe it's faith in our circumstances and trying to create everything to be just so. Maybe it's with your family and your kids. You have faith in them that they're going to turn out okay. You have faith your marriage is going to succeed. You have faith that everything's going to go well until it doesn't. And we find ourselves in crisis. And we wonder, where do we go with our faith? Maybe there's this perception among all of us that maybe things aren't as good as we thought. And we long for something better. And what we place our faith in is really important, especially when that faith is based in life 
or death and facing a loved one maybe that's passed away and how real that becomes in that moment. Is faith real? Is faith true? Is it really what I think it is? Faith. There's a man that had faith he could escape from a prison. He was convicted of a crime, but nothing was going to hold him back from freedom. He was convinced of that because he knew how to take matters into his own hands. He was a smart individual. He knew what it was going to take. But as he was locked into his cell and as he got to know the guards, they'd laugh at him and say, there's no way you're going to ever escape from this place. But he had a plan. He knew a man that he met in, the, in, in his time in prison who happened to have a job as an inmate. His job was, he actually was a, a, a casket or coffin maker. He'd make them. He also had another job, and his job was, he was the chief grave digger on site. He had a life sentence, and that was his job, to build coffins and to dig graves. So he had a little more access than a lot of the other inmates. And so this man had a pretty good idea. He, he befriended him, and together they hatched a plan. And really, in exchange, he learned that the grave digger had a, uh, a family member that needed a, a very, very expensive procedure done that was going to cost a lot of money. And, and uh, this new inmate, he says, I promise you, I will pay it in full. I'm a wealthy man on the other side of the wall. I will take care of it for you if you help me escape. And the grave digger agreed. And they hatched the plan of how it would work. All he had to do was sneak into a casket after somebody in the prison had died and be led out beyond the wall, lowered into the grave, covered up in dirt, and the grave digger would come back after a few minutes to dig him up again, and he'd be free. That was the plan. Brilliant, might say. Well, he waited and waited, and finally there was word that there was someone in the infirmary that was close to death, and, and the man started to pretend like he was sick, so he had to spend time in the infirmary, and, and it was there that night when that man passed away, and his body was taken and put into a casket that he snuck into the casket room and actually went into the casket with this dead body covered in a veil and he waited and he waited several hours finally the next morning they could hear it as, as a casket cover was put on and he got more and more excited as he heard the nails going in he's like I'm that much closer to freedom this is awesome my plan is working I'm gonna be escaping from prison and nobody's gonna know it but an hour later, the casket was being moved, and he, in his mind, he could feel it, and excitement was building as he's thinking, I'm just about to the prison wall, and he could feel it. He's like, all right, now I'm beyond the prison wall as the casket was moving along, and finally it stopped. He's like, oh, I'm at the grave. I'm almost home. I'm almost out of here. And he could feel it kind of wiggling as it was being lowered down into the, the hole that had been dug. He's like, oh, the plan's working perfectly. They have no idea. And then he, he was excited with ecstatic joy when he heard the dirt being shoveled over the top of the casket. Life was good. He was almost free. And he waited until that last shovel was done. And he could hear muffled the group leave above on, on the top of the, or above him. And, uh, and, and he waited. And he waited. Of course, you know, there was some anxiety that started to build after a while. Well, what if the grave digger forgot? Or what if he got delayed? Or... Where is he? And, and as that anxiety started to build, at the same time, excited that he was this close to being free, he waited and he waited and finally he couldn't handle it anymore. He, he lit a match just to see what time it was and then his watch, he noticed that a lot of time had passed. Where's the grave digger? 
Well, then he started going stir crazy. He, he started to shake around. He was starting to lose air. And, and, and with it, he, he started to break the, the, the veil that was next to him and the body that started to fall back. And he lit a match just to see his surroundings. And imagine his despair when he looked into the dead body's face and realized it was the grave digger. <laughs> Folks, I tell you that to tell you this. And it's really not me telling you. It's what the Apostle Paul once said to the church in Corinth. He said this, If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And he goes on to say, and if Christ hasn't been raised, our faith is futile. It's a waste of time. But he ends by saying, but Christ has been raised. In fact, Paul had just finished telling them how true that was. It wasn't any doubt. There was no question because it wasn't like I used to think. Just a few guys who were kind of confused and, and scared seeing Jesus alive. And, and maybe it was a hallucination. Maybe, well, maybe they could have been misled. And they went out and told everybody and the rumor spread. And here we are today. Folks, that's not actually what happened. We hear it from firsthand witnesses that it wasn't just a few people. In fact, it was the disciples, and, and as Paul says it earlier, he says, I tell you, as, as we know. And he's talking to a lot of people when he says, we know. He says, here's what happened. He says, I told you, it, it's, it's what I received and, and what I pass on to you, that Christ was buried according to the scriptures, that he died, was buried, was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared first to Cephas, that is, guy by the name of also goes by the name of what? Peter. Um, you maybe know a little bit about him. And then he appeared to the 12. And after that, he appeared to more than 500. Well, did you just hear that? He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living though some have fallen asleep, they've, they've passed away. And he says, he, he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also. Uh, do, you, do you hear what's going on here? There are firsthand witnesses of this event, and, and not just a few. There are hundreds. In fact, it's been, been uh, um, figured out that if you took all of them and had them testify for 15 minutes to what they had seen and being firsthand witnesses to what Jesus had, had done, rising again in victory over death, do you know that if you lined them up and let them testify, that testimony would go on for three straight weeks, 24-7. Folks, that's a lot of evidence. That's a lot of testimony. And it's also a lot of truth that brings us full circle to what is worth believing in, what is worth having faith in today. Something that we are left on our own devices to say, I hope it works out. We have something we know with certainty that a God would love me in such a way that he'd come near to me and be my savior. And, and I love what's often been said about that. God loves you just the way you are, but he refuses to leave you that way because inherently in all of us, we know there's not something all right about us. We're messed up and we long for better things, for something that's based in joy, true hope that does not die, something that is eternal. As I've heard a pastor say recently, he says, you know, if, if a guy can predict his death and then predict his resurrection and pull it off, 
Sign me up for whatever he tells you, because I'm on it. And may it be so with us, by faith in a God who lives today. Christ is risen. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have conquered the grave. We thank you that we have life in your name. And Lord, with that truth, that can redefine how we approach our marriage. It can approach how we face our life and our families and our jobs and our circumstances and our health and all that, all the Lord, things, Lord, that we can try to face, place faith in. Today it gets redirected to something that is true that never fails, and that is your love for us in Jesus' powerful name. May it be. In your name we ask it. Amen.